Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. This isn't the Boy Scouts. I hear it all the time about Jacoby. Oh, he's so reliable. He was such a great teammate. Does that win you football games? Go catch a touchdown on Buffalo and go dance on that dang logo <laughs> and shove it in their faces. Uh, he's mad at Evan. Good. Uh, he says, so he says Boy Scouts don't win you Super Bowls, but TikTok and bad guys win you Super Bowls? Please. Stevie from Texas is mad at Evan, too. <laughs> he says, chiming in from around the corner. The listeners mad at me about this? This is wild. Right. And a lot of the bad juju last year was the fact that the offensive oh. side of the ball. Oh. You didn't even Oh my you didn't gosh, even see what you Mike. did there. Bad juju. Oh, man. He knew what no. he was doing. No, I didn't. I really didn't. Subconsciously, <laughs> um, you knew. I'm, I'm like intrigued that he doesn't have an agent. That's the blood I, I was just going to say. His it's mom and his cool. agent. We don't know if they had reached out to Lamar's mom. Hey, mom, what, what does he want? <laughs> if you put your brain power to it, we can figure out how to get rid of the telephone poles. I mean, that's why I'm calling. Two and a half shows and there's no update on your proposal to eliminate all telephone It's working its way through the legislature. Uh, on to more important items. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots All right, where's Andy when I need him? I can't have open your, my uh, water bottle. Have your husband do it for Paul you. Paul says he'll do it. <laughs> oh. Let's see those. Paul's going to open it. Those BU hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, look oh, at him. Oh, no Woo! problem. Look at Mr. Claw over Untwisted. There. No wow, problem. Thank Fred you. loosened it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Paul. There you go. Do you need a sippy cup? You're good. I okay. still have Andy open my... <laughs> My bottles for me. It's, it's true. Andy's, Andy's good. Andy used to do it. He's, yeah. got, he's strong. And, like and, and he would like accept it willingly. I was out back. What did you say? <laughs> Ripping up trees. Yeah. Using the chainsaw this morning. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is Patriots Unfiltered. We are here until 12. It's Deuce. It's Evan. It's Paul. It's myself. Matt in the booth. We're talking everything Patriots. We're going to leave a little early today. We'll, we'll end the show about 10 minutes early so we can go to Devin McCourty's retirement ceremony here. Uh, yeah. And they're going to do it in the uh, Patriots Hall of Fame. Sounds like they got a whole thing going. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. You know? I don't, we've got to get up there, though. I don't know how. We're, we're going to run up there real quick and try to find our position. So. Yeah. Give Devin his uh, his due. Paul, uh, will you be speaking at the ceremony? I, I don't believe I've no? been asked to speak. No. Okay. okay. I think they uh, leave that to more important people. Okay. You know, like Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. All right, but we'll do that. Um, and, of course, we want to talk about what's going on. In free agency, um, you know, we're fully in it now. And uh, I think that there might be some something to the whole Hopkins talk with the Patriots. I don't know. I just think well, what Cooks what Cooks went for, if you don't get one of those guys, it's. I mean, it's just, it just feels like a time bomb. And if some other team goes and gets them, I think, what would you say upstairs, Ev? What was the, the price you could see? Maybe like a fourth this year and a third next year, maybe? Like yeah. something in that realm. Like if another team gets DeAndre Hopkins for that or, you know, OBJ signs for, you know, something that doesn't seem like that overwhelming, certainly not $20 million, well, but here's, here's they got to make it happen. The Patriots are in a good situation with him because with Monty Ford over there, at least they know they're going to get information. Like if another team is, you know, the Patriots will give their shot. Yeah. You know, and if the price is too point. high, the price is too high. But at least they'll get the info from Ford and be able to make a decision. And it doesn't seem like he'd screw with them or, right. you know, try to use them as leverage right. against other. Like right. it just seems like he'd be upfront about it. So right. I, my feeling is right now it's been an okay you know, start to free agency, not nothing to do backflips about, nothing to, you know, feel like the world is ending about. But 
I still think they need that key piece and just what the price is like, just make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. You know, I just, the more they can do now, the less, you know, they have to pick for need in the draft and they can take that best guy available, you know? I mean, I would wonder if you got Hawkins, how much of an, uh, how much you then really do target the wide receivers. And I mean, I know I'm on record saying I'd do it every year. I'd, I'd, I'd invest, you know, a, a third, fourth, at least every year in a wide receiver. I think it's that important of a position, but you know, you get that guy. You, you've got five receivers on the roster. Where yeah, is there really I, I room for a rookie? I would still take one maybe in the second if I love a guy or even the third. Yeah, I would yeah. too, Fred. Yeah. It wouldn't change my no. my draft thoughts on the on the on that position at all. Right. And I also wonder, you know, with the the comp the, the compensation for Hopkins, and you guys probably have more up to up to date information because, as you guys know, I sort of. Uh, I, I leave. You I, tap out during Ma- I, I March Madness. I leave for a while. <laughs> yeah. um, but the last I saw, they, they were kind of looking for a player, mm. uh, you know, as well as a, a draft pick. And I just wonder if maybe Chris um, Board. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You don't trade the best special teams player in the league right no, after you I mean, any time you get an opportunity to <laughs> well, improve that's, something that that's a whole other thing <laughs> I, I want to get ten into. plays a game, you got to do it. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyway, yeah. what if you package one of your wide receivers in the deal? Yeah. That's, that, what, that's what I threw out there for Judy would be because the rumor for Judy was it's either a first round pick or it's a second round pick plus a rosterable player, right? They want those are sort of the two packages that they're they're dealing with in Denver. And so I've said, what about forty six and Kendrick Bourne? Like you're already not playing Kendrick Bourne. You're he's already somebody that's on the outside of the circle of trust right now. So at that point, you're also getting a player that's a little bit redundant to Kendrick Bourne, anyways, and Judy. So I think that that would work out for both sides. But with Hopkins, I I think I go back to what Mike said, which is this is probably not going to cost very much. Like th- this, the days of Hopkins getting back this monster return are are gone based off no, of what plus Brandon it's Cooks costing you back. money for him. That's like yeah. th- that. I, I agree. I, right. I don't think it's going to get you. You're not going to have to give up a first round pick for Hopkins. I don't right. think. I don't even know if you're going to have to give up a second round pick for him. Like Brandon Cooks just went for a fifth and the sixth. I think Hopkins is a better player, but if you don't go from a fifth and the sixth to forty sixth overall just because he's a little bit of a better player, right? I mean, you're talking about probably mid round draft picks. The contract. I think Ian Rappaport said this morning that he would be open to reworking his contract to make it more salary cap friendly for whatever team. It might does make acquire it more him. cap friendly, but he's not going to accept less money wants the cash yeah right? yeah i mean i i wouldn't think he's gonna say oh oh yeah i was supposed to get this you only have to give me half of this oh you might be able to get him like a two-year deal or something yeah, like oh that. yeah right. like yeah. like evan said it'll yeah. be better on the cap yeah but that doesn't or do you me- maybe you get arizona to pay some of it and you give them a higher draft pick to pay a part of the salary something along those lines but I, i'm not I'm not in love with Hopkins in terms of his pairing with what they already have because I think that that makes you overly reliant on possession receivers that win contested catches. Like I feel like that skill set would be all over the field then for the Patriots. I'd rather a dynamic route runner, somebody like a Jerry Judy or even in the draft, but we talk about it all the time. They need some buzz. They need a guy that's going to that's gonna attract some attention defensively in terms of game plans and things like that, and he's, he certainly still does all of that. So you yep. can't hate on it if that's what they do. Yeah. Okay, so, I, you know, I think there is some smoke there. I think, I think the Patriots are doing their due diligence, as they should, and any general manager should, and I think we'll see what happens there. The other thing, you know, I want to talk about is, you know, again – Paul's show just up in arms that the Patriots are wasting money on special teamers. 
And I just think that I just think that's just laughable. I mean, you know, wasting money like they spend eight million on a few guys, including Matthew Slater. Like they do this every year. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not going to like preempt them from getting Jerry Judy or Hopkins or anyone else. It, but and you need these guys. You need. I, I believe you need core special teamers. Now, you can argue about that, but, like, this isn't breaking the bank, what they're doing. It's not taking away from anything else that they might be able to do. It's just so easy. It's so easy. I mean, this is, you know, this is – you kill him for it. I mean, you know, Joe Cardona gets the biggest contract. It's easy. I mean, it's just a layup, but, you know? I, but, like, but the biggest contract, like, that's all relative. Of $1 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all relative. No, I know, but, you know, it's it is what it is. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't really – like, and I, I know we'll get into it, but, like, you know, Bill Belichick, I know we all think he's still a pretty good coach. If he goes on a whole rant about how some guy is the best special teamer in the league and then he signs him the next year, it's like, well, that's what you signed up for with Bill Belichick. This is what he likes. And, like, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, it hasn't been the big splash moves yet, but I can't really fault him for finishing with terrible special teams and then bringing in a guy yeah. that he spent a, a, a large time. guys pre- back to play special teams. Yeah, and, and Felger, you know, says it wasn't the players, it was the coaching, which is partly true. I'll agree That's with that. That's the only fair argument that yeah, he makes. I, I'll, this I'll whole agree thing. with that, but you know, we don't we don't absolutely know what Joe Judge's role is going to be this year. I've heard advisor, but if you don't think he's going to at least help out with special teams, then then get rid of him. I think he will help out with special teams, and f- history says that he's a pretty good special teams coach. So I like I'm okay with signing the Chris Boards of the world. That's fine. It's it's okay. Paul's looking at me like, okay. He's teeing it up. Ding, ding, He's ding. Ready. Go ahead. It's a little early. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll continue to tee it up, and then Paul will probably get triggered a little bit, and he'll jump in, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, look, I think Cody Davis, he played six games last year. So, you know, and, and I went and looked. What were the worst special teams performances by the Patriots last year? Most of them came at the end. Week 18, Buffalo. Week 16, Cincinnati. Week 12, Minnesota. Week 15, Las Vegas. I mean, that's the bottom four. So, I mean, this is end of the year when Jake Bailey's out, when Cody Davis is out, when you've got Don't forget three about rookies. Brennan Schooler. Yeah, I who, think you're who, glossing I mean, over some good. other bad games too, right, well, like, you, like Baltimore. Baltimore was fifth. Three. That was that was fifth. Yep, seventeenth was was yeah. So I mean, you know, there are I mean, a couple. They had, I mean, they did have the worst punter in the league. Yeah, and Jake Bailey and he's healthy. gone. And he's right. gone. No, but and, I'm, and just, I'm saying they when, got rid of him. So, but I mean, special teams were were bad. I'm not arguing that yeah. they shouldn't be trying to improve their special teams. I'd argue they haven't, but I, I I wouldn't argue that they they shouldn't be trying to. Yeah. My only argument with you, like, does money count or not? Like all of a sudden, like the ca- the cap isn't important. But then when I say it's not important, you argue Thank with you. me and say it is important. So. Does it matter or not? Like eight million dollars doesn't matter. So, okay, so all right, I just want to know which millions matter and which don't. Okay. So I did the math because I think paying I the long snapper, the highest long snapper contract in the league, is absolutely absurd. But what does that mean, Paul? It's not like they because give you don't need million. to do it. Every long snapper in the league should make the minimum for the amount of years that that guy's in the league. It okay. basically is the minimum. That's the least amount of money he should be able to make is what he should make. If for his experience, he's making the minimum. It's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars more than the minimum. For a guy then with that's his a waste of money. <laughs> Come on, I'm just saying. Like, if you want to count money, I know, but I do want. He doesn't. That's a waste but of the money. guy that we're talking about here, who Fred named by name, so I'll just do it. Too. Felger doesn't want to talk about the money because he's been telling me that for the last ten years he tells you that the cap is crap. So is it crap or does it matter? 
Right. right, because but, you can't. But, you can't but have this it is both the ways. argument back against that. Now I don't have any. You know, on, uh, full disclosure, I have no idea what Felger and Maz have been talking about for a week because I, I haven't heard it. No, I know. Okay, yeah. so I haven't heard any of it. So I'm not. Oh, he he went on a rant. So you guys might be right that they yeah. might be saying stupid stuff because that's what they do. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll I'll be in full disclosure. That's what they do, but. You can't tell me it doesn't matter, and then when they spend more money on special teams than than most other teams, tell me it doesn't matter because relative, it's not a lot of money. Yeah, because like it's, money it matters or it doesn't matter. It, it when you say they spent more than any other team, like we're talking about pennies in the world of NFL football more than other teams. You know, so it's not that big a deal. And I, I and I think every team has core special team yeah, players. Yeah, I think in general those guys are on rookie contracts. They're not Cody Davis. Well, the other the other argument against what I'm saying is that well, you know, the two worst teams in special teams, according to Goose Gosselin or whatever his name is, is uh, was uh, Kansas City and the Eagles, the two teams that were in the Super Bowl. They had statistically, you know, by his rating, the worst special teams in the league, which is fine. This is Rick Gosselin. Yeah, Rich Gosselin, um, which is fine. They had a great team, so it didn't really matter that much. When you're a team like the Patriots or any team in the middle of the league, I think everything matters. Now, I would you, also say you, you can literally lose games because of stupid special teams play. Mike's point is is really dead on. Like your kick your kick coverage completely collapsed when you could no longer kick touchbacks. This is why I don't want to put any over exert myself to try to shore up special teams. I don't think it's a big part of the game anymore unless you can't get the ball to the end zone. You know, yeah, I was wrong. The last five or six games, it was a problem. They couldn't cover a kick because they couldn't kick the ball beyond the five-yard line. Yeah. I, I think whoever the the punter is next year, or if they replace Folk, who knows? I don't know. They're going to be able to kick the ball into the end zone again, and that's not going to be an issue anymore. That's true, but I think if you have good special teams, good, reliable special teams, there are times where... You know the receiver on the other, t- the you know the kick returner on the other team may not be that dynamic, and you say, you know what, let's kick it, try to get it inside the five, and let's try to you know get them short of the of the twenty five. You know, um, if you have good reliable, if if you if you don't if you can't rely on your team, then you hope your kicker could kick touchbacks every time. I think there are strategic times in in games where if you have reliable special teams, you can do things. You know, instead of just punting it out of bounds or kicking it in the end zone. And when you don't, you put yourself at a disadvantage in those plays where you don't have options. I, you know, I don't want to, like, say that, oh, special teams are the make or break for teams. It's not. It's not. But it's good to have – it helps to have good special teams, I mean, it especially is, on a middling team. I is, think it hurts to have bad special teams in general. I think yeah. you have three kick returns. A block punt, that's yeah, kind of... Yeah. You know, that's long, egregious. You know, a long punt return that Baltimore had. Negative, like th- Those those and, are plays that are going to hurt And you. on top of that, really stupid penalties. You know, on... You know, it's, you know, it's fourth yeah. down, they're punting, and all of a sudden you give them the first down. You know, that... that Now, that you, you could... You know, that's coaching as well, which we hope will get better with Judge, you know, at least having a hand in, in helping out with special teams. I do wonder how much he's going to have a, a hand in, and, you know, is it... Cam Acord's job, and I also just think it's kind of funny because we're really talking about covering kicks because you have Marcus Jones. I think everybody probably feels pretty good about where Marcus Jones, you know, where his trajectory is as, as a kick returner and a punt returner. So 
you know, it, it is just a little strange to get like all worked up about covering the kicks because part of it is is pretty good. And I think, you know, Marcus Jones is at least a positive aspect of it. But, you know, I, what are they going to do a punter? You know, is that a position? I, I feel like in the past they've drafted rookies, right, and just stuck them in there and, and letting them go. I mean, is that that's pretty much what they did with Bailey. What was he, like a six-rounder? They'll find fifth, a punter. You know? Always yeah. the fifth. Yeah. Fifth, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if they don't draft one, they'll they'll get a – somebody will be punting for the Patriots this year. Thanks, I Fred. Can, I can guarantee <laughs> But it's all part That's of the – That's my life. It's oh, all no, part of it. I like it. <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm sorry if I'm not going to be concerned yeah. about who's yeah. going to replace Jake Bale. Yeah. yeah. Somebody will. You yeah. just hope And they're he, all the same. Yeah. So someone's going to do it, and it's not going to be an issue. You just hope he can average over 45 <laughs> right. you know, uh, yeah. yards a punt. Don't kick it backwards. Yeah. And don't drop a snap. And, you know, can once in a while drop it inside the tank. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. there's very little difference between the best and the worst. Yeah. You know, now I will say that, you know, for example, that Super Bowl we won against the Rams in 19. Um, I think punting was huge for us. Right I mean, that was. And then, they, and then they caught him next year. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but, but that he had a great game, you know, and yeah. it was such a field position Bill showed game. you how important he thought it was. <laughs> no, I know. You know. No, but I. I I I think he stood yeah. out in that game. I was shocked by that. Yeah. I mean, this is I mean, it's just, you know, you're talking about punters here, but I mean, that was like something where I'm like, wow, because really, everyone talked about really how great the so Super stubborn. Bowl was. <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> the punting stood out to you. What stood out to me was the three and outs they forced after the punt. That's <laughs> <laughs> just me. Like, but I, I think you know, you're on top. I, you give I, up a 90-yard punt return. I mean, 90-yard drive after that punt. No one's talking about what a great job. <laughs> no, I know, but but I think consistently looking at that long field affected Foles or whatever yeah. his name Stop. is. Oh, I wish yeah. it affected Wait, Yeah, right? Yeah. They took over right. on the 50. There's they took no over on the 10. The they couldn't move the ball. The Patriots defense dominated yeah. the game. I wrote about the special teams thing in the mailbag. So my long answer to this question is is in written form. So because you're getting some people this, upset at you. This, this is driving me nuts because – to be honest with you, it's it's flat out lying to the fan base that this is like a big problem for the way that they te- build the. Ro- it's lying, like they're lying to the fan base because they're their core special teamers. I, I I did the math. I brought the receipts. The core special teamers take up two point five percent of the cap, two point five percent, which is the equivalent of Riley Reef. So what we're getting our, ourselves all worked up about money wise is the equivalent of Riley Reef, who's going to be. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm, you know, a backup spot. I, I oh, I'm not even you. done. But like just, that's just what about, point one. What about roster spots? Okay, so roster spots. Okay. When's the last time that you got to a game, Fred? And the game day inactives came out. Not the not the guys that were hurt. The guys that were healthy scratches. And you said, "Dang, if Sean Wade was active in this game, the Patriots probably would have won." No, I'm just. Right, it up for you. right, I'm like that. It up. That never that's happens. Short sighted, but keep going. How is that short sighted? <laughs> because name it, me one time that you've looked at that and said, "Oh, what if it's not about who's available what if Trey on the Nixon inactive was, list? It's what, about who got cut." And I don't know the answers to those. Did I, you look I that just, up? I, I just don't think that that you know. When, how when, does that impact when, anything? when they were when they were trotting, uh, you it's, know, it's that, not, the, the wide receivers out there, you know, two and three years ago, and I don't think the guy's any good. But I know other people argue with me all the time. Could Braxton Berrios have developed into a player for you? I think he stinks, but a lot of a lot of my mailbag people tell me they had a spot me, for Braxton Berrios. No, he they got cut beat him. out by Gunnar Oshevsky. They cut him for a special teamer. They cut him for the same Bingo. guy. They cut him for a guy who was better returning kicks. They thought, but that's what Berrios would have been doing, right? And he could have been a receiver. Could have been. So, so, so could have Oshevsky, but he just failed. So right. could have right. traded Nixon. So, so you took so the special teamer over the wide receiver, and, no, and you didn't have equal. them available. They were both special well, teamers. if you think those two guys are equal, look, I don't think anything I, of Barrios. Don't, but, yeah, but don't if get you caught. Think, <laughs> but if you think those two guys are equal, I don't know. No, I can't help you. You, you took <laughs> two guys who were core special teamers hoping that 
they could be wide receivers. And so and far, one guy, neither one has. And one guy was a returner and a wide receiver, and the other guy is just so a maybe returner you picked the who wrong had a ball guy. go off his face. So maybe you picked the wrong guy. You took the but, special teamer guy. Yes. But, but Matthew Slater is not the reason why Braxton Berrios didn't no, have a roster listen, spot. I, th- see, this is where I disagree with Fred. It's not about roster spots. I think every team has guys that just play special teams. Every team does. I just don't think that every team has veteran guys in those roles that make – I think – Matthew Slater money is significant. Well, you guys don't. Well, here's what, okay. I, here's what I, I don't will, care what the percentage is. It's too high. Here's what I will say. If you are going to invest whatever that relative number is, if you are going to invest veteran roster spots in money in special teams, they better be better than they were last year. That's a fair point. You yeah. know, that's yeah. a fair they point. Better be, but the guy you better be at the I top just, five of the league every year. But the guy goes yeah, on the that's radio not good every, for me anyway. Every single day he goes on the radio and screams at the top of his lungs that the cap is crap. The cap doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. I've been telling you this for a decade. And then when they sign Matthew Slater for a million dollars, it matters when the rest of your moves. It, it there's no when you way don't that sign that other guys. The their moves. They're not gonna. They're not looking at it and saying Chris Board is keeping then us. Then why do they always tell me Hopkins? that they don't have the cap space to do stuff? Who tells you that? Patriots. Who? Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick tells there. me that they were the lowest in the spending. Like he's the one that uses these spending things isn't cap. Crunch. Now, right? now we're getting into the, the coach. Here. The coach uses it as a crutch. So the only the fans, time that the I've fans heard, are reacting as such. The, the only time that I've heard Bill use it as a crutch is in 2020 when he said that well, they, I, they I need can, to reset I can read you back a press conference from what it was. Was that the that was, that was cash spending? Ending. That's not cap. Right. It's two different things. So I know that you don't think money counts. I think Bill's telling you it does. You can disagree. I know that you know more. You can disagree with him. I know, but Paul. What, but he what, said it. I'm not me. I, and he, he did say it. But what I'm not saying I know saying, more. That has nothing to do with the cap. Money. I'm talking about money. I, I always talk about money. But, but, but there's no reason to pay your guy covering kicks but Paul, to play ten plays I a know. game, one point five million dollars to do uh, it. Okay, but he should be making five hundred grand. By doing that, you are not you are not prohibiting yourself from spending a lot of money on a player like Jerry Judy or Hopkins. But I think that is the result. No, it is they talk about it after the fact. No, yeah. Well, we're too tight. We can't do but this. Cash, we can't do that because they use it as a crutch. I, well, teams That's do. what but, people like Felger but, are complaining yeah, but, about. But cash spending is not the same as I know up it's against not. the cap. I know it's not. You know, But every team is up against but, the cap so, at the end of every but, year. But when Bill says we were the lowest – in you know cash spending, he's not talking about the cap. I understand that. You know, but and, it all counts, and, Fred. And because he you know invested in you know a few special teamers, that didn't mean he couldn't get the. They I made know. a decision not to. I know what I totally agree. Yeah, and that's why. Yeah, but it's not because they signed because these money. special teamers. Well, I'm not saying because it's of because special because they teamers. didn't want to spend a lot. They of have money a budget on, and they hit the budget. However, well, they do it. It's it's not even it's not even that, Paul. You know and. I'm sure you're right. Money has everything to do with it, but it's it's that percentage of the cap that they're willing to you. give to individuals. It, Chef's it, kiss, and, Freddie. I'm 100% and, with and everything you're saying. And that might be an outdated philosophy because the cap goes up so much every year mm-hmm. anyway. You never – you know, it gets to how much the owner really wants to dip into cash. Cash. It, 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 you know, it has nothing to do with, with the, uh, the cap. I agree. I'm 100% yeah. with you. That's all I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. Oh, right. So, glad we got that figured and, out. And at the same time, <laughs> that all of this stuff is going one way, special teams are going the other way. Right. Because the league is, is legislating them out, and they're not adjusting in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, well, you know. So, I know it's pennies on the dollar, and you don't have to worry about it, 
I think it matters. Yeah. You guys don't. That's okay. I don't we know. We don't all have to agree on everything. I mean, there's so many t- you know, times, even when Brady was here, and where you know you had that special teams play that sparked a game or turned a game around, or yeah. you know you forced a fumble on a you know when you were trying to come from behind on a punt and you got the ball back, so you get you know you know that extra possession. It 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 makes a difference. Yeah, it that, does. And they did that last year in Buffalo too. And you know what happened? They lost. Yeah. Like well, we forget about those plays. I, but I'm, we forget. So you can you can name it in it you know an instance, but I'm it just it it. It does matter to have good special teams play. It does. Sorry. If you say so. I would like to. I would the, like only, the only special teams play that really impacts wins and losses is if you got a field goal kicker who can't make one. Yeah. I, I, I would like to get rid of kicking in football. I, I really would. It's, it's, well, they have. Yeah. You got your wish. Yeah. I mean, the, especially when you play outdoors in the Northeast, I think you need good, you need good special team play. You know, because even if you have a good kicker, you know, the wind starts kicking up, the weather, you're not going to be able to get it in the end zone consistently in November, December all the time. So you have to be ready when you can't. This is the line, too, with, like, the team. And and you're pointing out plays that they made. You know, the play that came to mind was the Cleveland 2013 onside recovery, and then they they ended up winning. It's like that's a lot to ask for. Like, can you just ask for special teams that don't screw up and they don't have to make a huge play, but they just don't, you know, like they yeah. just don't. And like last year was Bingo. so intense. That's true too. That, you know, you, you had game changing plays. And I mean, nothing is a, a worse example than that last week in Buffalo where I mean, right off the, the snap, you know, it, it's, it's already, you're already in a hole. So I don't know. I just, I do think though that a little bit of a cautionary tale last year of, you know, I mean, in a way, you're playing, hey, we're playing Demarcus Mitchell. We're, we went and got Raleigh Webb. Hey, we got rookies playing special teams. These are guys, you know, somewhat to Paul's point of guys that aren't really, you know, going to have a major investment. And, in, you know, I do think that you saw, so saw some drop those off guys, in those things. Those, and they make a commitment to it, and they, they spend a lot of time with it. Brendan Schooler and Demarcus Mitchell last year, we all saw it every day at training camp. It was Matthew Slater 101. Like, yeah, that's, I think that's awesome. I'm not telling you to ignore special teams and let the other team return kicks and block punts. That's how I want to do it, though. I want to get young guys identified and have them do it. And then when they get four years in the league and they become UFAs, you say, thank you. If you're not a guy who can play defense for me, Brendan Schooler, you can go somewhere else and make them, you know, 1.5 somewhere. And I'm going to take another guy. And do the same thing that I did with you. That's what I want to do. Yeah, sure. One guy like Matthew Slater, who's inspirational, and let's face it, his value is far more uh, off the field than on the field. Fine. Absolutely. Do we have to have five of them, which they've had in the past? Maybe they don't have that anymore, but they have, you know, with the Brandon Kings and the Larry Izzos and the Gerard Cherries of the world. Like, they've had a lot of those guys over the years. A lot. And... I think it's paid off for them. Okay, I think Tom Brady paid off for them. That's where we disagree. Okay, I, I think there were games. Like even. I don't think you win games without Tom Brady. I think even with Tom Brady here, you know, and I'm not a savant like you, Paul. That there were games where key special teams plays sparked a win or a comeback or or whatever. Troy Brown in the AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh. Sure, doesn't matter, right? Oh. 
Returns a punt for a touchdown in the AFC title game. But, again, you know, again, I'm just saying the Patriots <laughs> didn't make the playoffs last year because of special teams. I didn't say it's that. It's like saying the problem with the Titanic was they didn't have enough lifeboats. I didn't to say save that. Everybody. Who said that? I don't know who said that. Who said that? Straw man. It doesn't. Should it I do it, Mark? Should uh, I do it? I don't know who did. Mark it. Daniels. Who did it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. it, it was a fact. You can't, though. You can't, yeah, compl- I mean, you can't complain about addressing the special teams <laughs> when it cost you the playoffs last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. That and the two fifty-yard touchdown passes by Josh and Allen cost you the Bills. Game. Okay, I didn't say that. But <laughs> it, it was a factor, though. Yeah. It, it, of course, it was a factor. Of course, these yeah. plays are big plays. I, I'm not. I'm not dismissing special teams at all. Like, don't take it to the Andy Hart. Like yeah, absurd, absurd. Yeah, I'm not telling you that when you get a punt blocked and you let them return a kick and you run into the kicker to negate a fourth down stop and a fourth down, that those plays don't count. Yeah, I'm just saying they're not that big a deal in the grand scheme of a season. Special teams do not take that much of a precedence. I think the 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 concern that I agree with you that if you can develop younger guys that are cheap on rookie contracts to play those roles it's better for your football team but some of those guys last year were were right in the middle of a lot of the problems you know Pierre Strong not to throw him under the bus but he runs into the punter against against Minnesota as yep. a rookie and here and, we and are they score a touchdown right as a result. And, right and you know a guy like um, that's a good that's a good you know Pierre Strong that's a good, that's a good I mean, Ran, as, Ran, much, as many plays as he made he also made some boneheaded penalties right you and, know yeah Pierre Trying Strong was also the at the uh, point of attack on the second kickoff return against Buffalo and then he got benched afterwards you know it, I'm not saying that that made or braid their season or anything like that but i think sometimes yeah it'd be great if you could have young schooler i think is a really good young special teamer but he's also focusing solely on special teams whereas with pierre strong they're trying to develop him at running back yeah. and they're trying to develop him in the kicking game and clearly he he didn't have listen he, he made he, he made some mistakes there's no question about it i want guys like that i want guys like raekwon mcmillan and jabril peppers my backup players who can actually play to be my special teamers. Now, did it work last year? No. Those guys were Jabril, Jabril Peppers is still chasing Naheem Hines. Right. He didn't he couldn't make a play. But I would rather have that than Cody Davis. Well to be fair, or I, Nate I, think, Ebner. I think Chris Board is that. I don't think Chris Board is in the Cody Davis category. Chris Board's actually played snaps on defense. So he's he is your fourth or fifth linebacker slash if a he special can, teamer. If he can do that and then push somebody else off the roster so I don't have to keep then that then I'm fine with that. Absolutely fine. But if he's just a special teams guy, yeah. like Brandon Bolden could play offense if he needed to. You didn't want him out there all the time, but he could play offense. That's what I want my core special teamers to be. I think Chris Board is more Brandon Bolden than he is Cody Davis. Then just to be fun. No no problem Full with that. But, no problem with that signing. Though. Cody Davis is still Cody Davis. Cody so, Davis is know. still <laughs> yes. No, and, and and I know we still have those those yeah. those kinds of guys and I don't think we have as many as we used to. So it's not something that I stay up at night wondering about. But I, I do think that it's just funny to me that we're all clamoring for DeAndre Hopkins or something, and we're re-signing backup linebackers and taking a a, a special team ace away from another team. No, and, and I hear that, but you can still get Hopkins. That's not going to yeah. stop you. For, the only thing that's going to stop you from getting Hopkins is yourself. Correct. If you don't want to pony up whatever the compensation is to him and to the Cardinals. That's the only thing sh- that's going to stop you. Are it's you not, sure, it's you not sure signing that? Chris Board. What, but what if they think it's too much money? That's, that's 
like I said, they can only the only thing that's going to stop them is themselves that they don't they're not willing to spend the money. It's not because they signed Chris Board and Cody Davis and whoever the hell else they're going to have to sign a new punter. No, they should still have all the resources they need to make those 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 moves. Right I, now, I mean, right, right now, like I, I hear that I don't know. I'm hearing all these different. I, maybe Miguel can tell us, but. They only have twelve million left to spend, or something like that, against the cap. I don't know. Well, I don't it means cap nothing is, right now because you can yeah. redo contracts and everything like that. So, you know, whatever that number is, it's not. It it you can manipulate you that can make and, it work. and you can make it. But work. You guys all you uh, go to Hunter Henry and say, "Hey, well, you know, moving <laughs> on from the special teams thing." But you guys all in favor of Hopkins? Yeah, I'd rather get Judy younger. No, I would rather get Judy too because yeah. of that. But yeah. I mean, no question. Do you guys want Hopkins? I do. I do. If that's the, if that's if that's it, like if that's the only option, yeah, then that's yes. the only option. That, that, that yeah. perfectly said right there. Yeah. I, if yeah. that's my only option, I, I'll take it. Otherwise, I don't really want him. But yeah. he, I mean, I totally recognize that that's your number one. Like with yeah. right. I can't be a fraud and say I'm clamoring for a number one receiver. Hopkins is available. Uh, not yeah. one number one. I, Ian I, I, for me. I guess not it, a, no. Oh, you know you'll hear that. He's absolutely <laughs> the number one receiver. I guess yeah. it's just wishful thinking. I, you know, and these guys get paid a lot of money because of it but you just love to get that one guy that's got you know pure speed who can win like not just 50 50 but just beat their guy at the line and get open that's not Hopkins. yeah i don't know if he has no, the speed no but, it isn't but he has the presence you know and yeah. that's and like and i don't even want to put it through the this organization needs a guy right now but i i i put it to it's going to put butts in training camp seats if deandre hopkins is out yeah, there i want August. that guy who immediately Recognizes, I got my guy beat and raises his hand. Mailbox going down, yeah, going down. I, but Hopefully, I do, that's Taekwondo. I do think that there is the potential. And I'm not saying 20 touchdowns, but like I think there is the potential that Hopkins, who is roughly the same age as Randy Moss when they acquired him in 07, has one or two great years left in him at that level of like an all pro receiver but he I, I watched all of his catches from last year yesterday and just in case that's what i like to do just just in case film and uh, the guys are draped all over him <laughs> like they just you know and sometimes he makes these plays at what, the, what about in the red zone can't separate same thing you know and and i think some of the things that you see with his routes are if he's got off coverage like he'll get up on the toes and and snap off the route and he'll create separation that way but in terms of running by anybody like those days are are done for him at least based off of what he showed last year so you're getting another one of those receivers that wins at the catch point with body control and great hands and he's got all of that i mean he's one of the best outside the number receivers in the league still there's no doubt about it but it, I would prefer, not just because of age, but also because of his separation ability, a guy like Judy, because he gets open. You know, he's somebody that can create five yards of separation. Right, and that's what Bill says. I, what makes a good receiver? A guy who can get open and catch it. I mean, it's, it's I've always liked, simple. I've always yeah. liked Hopkins. I mean, what's Me not too. to like? He's been so productive. Yeah, he yeah. has been. I've always liked him. I think he competes. I, I think some people, you know, watch the, the Monday night game. And he had the ridiculous fumble where he didn't even get hit. He had the ball, and he basically dropped it. And they're like, well, I, I don't want that guy because he doesn't compete. And I'm like, ah. you don't watch the rest of his career if you right. think he doesn't compete. I know. Colt McCoy throwing it to him. Yeah, I, I think there was, you know, like the third play of the game or whatever it was, their quarterback goes down. Where do you think that those guys went that night at four, right. four and eight? We just lost our quarterback. You know, we're going to lose this game. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I like him. I mean, I, I again, I don't want to put a lot into like the Amazon show, but you know, just getting a sense of him and his mom, who has you know a crazy story. It's just I, there's a lot to like there as as, as a guy. Not I've just always a liked Hopkins. Yeah. I, I've always. It's been also just with getting story. to the point now where he might actually be a bargain, right? Like, you know, it, that's it, that's my whole point. The trade compensation is not going to be as much as you might have thought, and he reworks the contract to make it work on the books. And it's, I mean, what do we? But just what like, are we doing? We know we need to know on Mac. We know Bill is winding down. I mean, he's in his 70s. He's not going to be here forever. It's just, you know, there needs to be a little bit of immediacy. And, I mean, just to kind of tie this in, because I, I saw the clip again today of Teddy, you know, saying that he's operating like he still has Tom. Like, I just feel like he's operating like he's always operated. And that is, you know, the whole time Tom was here, it was we got to get him that number one. I mean, we're saying the same things right now. We said when Tom was here and the special teams thing. It's the but same these, Bill, these you know. My, but that in a nutshell is my worry. Because, you know, and, and I look at, like, at the end of last year, um, the 21 season, when they lost in the playoffs 47-17, and he had that quote that lives on, um, you know, for a couple of reasons, one of which that he, he, he called something that happened 12 hours before last year. Um, but he said, we have to find out if, if that was a bad night or if that's what we were. That was the least competitive game we had all of last year, he said. Based on the way they went about their offseason, I think that he gave you his answer. He thought that was a bad night. I think that most people who watched the last half of the year know it wasn't a bad night. It was more indicative of what the team was when they played against quality competition. Fast forward a whole year now, and I think his actions are telling you, what did they finish in defense, eighth? terms of points or whatever yeah. something like that eight something <laughs> give me a number so I'm i think eighth. he's telling you i'm a dvoa guy 11th so you know true. 11th in points eighth in yours okay so i think so far he's telling you that I, i'm really good with my defense like yeah yeah i don't think that's smart i don't think i would be really good with the defense i think every time they played a team with a quarterback they were powerless and they they had a hard time and he's acting like I have the eighth def- I have the eighth best defense in football. I don't have to worry about that. Without also even worrying about the fact that he lost two parts to to his secondary. Now, there's a whole draft to come and I get that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's still going to happen. But I worry to your point, Mike, this is the way he operated and he thinks he was right. I don't think he was right. I think they, you know, I didn't have to get a number 1 receiver for Tom Brady because I'm that good. I think it was well, because Tom Brady elevated everybody around him to a level they could win championships and, and be on the precipice of championships with, like, Rishay Caldwell as my number one receiver. I can do it because I'm Tom Brady. I don't think they have that luxury anymore. I don't think he thinks it was because of Tom Brady. I think he thinks we have the eighth-best defense because my son's running the defense and that we can, we can shut these guys down. Well, and I think, too, to the point, it's, it's, it's about – the whole middle class thing and I'm going to build the roster this way and we're not you know it's it's I mean and I just I wonder if it's a lot to and I, I think we're valid in our hope that he might switch his philosophy but you know a head coach who's been doing this forever who gets to this point is it asking a lot to say yeah you lost that quarterback you need to you need in your last whatever it is five six seven seasons you need to you need to reevaluate what you're doing and you need to change. It's a lot to ask of anybody who's been doing a job for fifty I, years and I then agree. you gotta change for the last five years I and agree. do it a new way. So you know it 
It's your thing that I always tease you about, right? Bef- yeah. you know, right. No. You know, like, Mike, no, you still and, believe in Santa and, Claus. And, no, and, and you still think that that, right. that that strong middle class was why they won all those titles. No, and I, I think to the point of the Santa Claus that I still do believe in, it's just that you, you do need a team. And I don't want to get into the Pioli thing, but I, I just speak from personal experience of my best teams that I was on were teams that were – well constructed in terms of personalities and guys. We were maybe not the most talented guys, balance. But but There's there was balance. balance, and there right. was in the locker room. You just had a feel for it, and I mean, you know, and even just going to what McCordy had to say about last year about there was never that like true belief in the offense. Like it's just impossible weapon. All this stuff you talk about to, to 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 generate. And, yeah, and I like, would never where, suggest like Daniel Snyder in like the early two thousands. You know, just signing every big name star that he could. That doesn't work. No, either. there's an there's art ba- to it. There's a balance. You do have to find a mix. I just feel like, especially it's still if you want to win much. every year. Yeah, if, I don't care about that. I just want to put. A, I want to put the best team on the field that I can put on the field. But that doesn't necessarily like. Yeah, it'd be easy to say. Well, we're going to sign Hopkins and Judy. You know, like <laughs> screw deciding between the two of them. We're going to get them both. Like that doesn't it's like always, John and Hunter. Henry, like that you know, stuff doesn't both. always work. And I yeah. and I recognize that yeah. it's not about putting together the best fantasy team that you can. But it also ain't about just finding all the right. the 50, scrappy 50, overachievers yeah, right. who are willing to run through They don't have the, the top of the roster talent. Yeah, like I think this offseason's been right. pretty solid for filling out. 11 through 53 on the roster but the top 10 guys on the roster still don't stack up they don't have a number one wide receiver they don't really have a shutdown corner they don't have a franchise left tackle like those are those premium positions and you can't draft them all at 14 so something has to come in a different way and if they go out and they trade for hopkins and then 14 becomes joey porter jr and now you do have a lockdown corner it becomes a Paris Johnson and you do have a franchise left tackle and like that's that's the whole thing that they're still missing they're missing the the cherries on top the, the, I think they have yeah. a good roster the, 11 through 53 that was yeah. another funny conversation your guys had Paul they they had an argument of what a, what a hole is what a hole yeah <laughs> Maserati wow. oh, a hole on the roster Maserati said they have a lot of holes and your guys said they don't have any holes Well, because Fel- Felger is steadfast uh, that the roster is better uh, this is classic Felger. He's setting them up to kick the oh, crap out of them. Of course. He's going to tell <laughs> he'll, you. He'll never be wrong. He's going to tell you how much more talented they are and how underachieving they are because right. that's what he loves to do. Yeah. I, I, I want to go back to Paul's point, though, because I, I you know, wrote a little summation yesterday, and I felt like – I hate run it back, but it does. It feels like they brought a lot of the, the defensive pieces back. Mac Wilson, Raquan McMillan, a little bit of a disappointment last year with those guys. We were all so high on what they might – contribute you essentially swap Jonathan Jones for Jalen Mills you know for you know lack of a better way to explain it so I mean you still see that number one corner as a as a whole and how do you get to that next level with these same kind of guys will will you be surprised if they go heavy defense in the draft first three uh, well first three I mean it's one of the things I've told Evan like I would love him to write because I think we're all so focused on the three positions he just nailed which are O tackle uh, wide receiver and cornerback and I, for good reason I mean I think you need a number one of, of all three of those guys but like my biggest question right now is what's the shock pick at 14 you know what is the guy that we're all sleeping on and I know uh, a linebacker I, I think somebody came out with with what's his name the Bichon. Texas running back with Bijan today what kind of what kind of linebacker uh, the one that we always want, the sideline to sideline. Guy. That guy doesn't exist. Oh, they're, not gonna, doesn't, they're not going to pick that. No, it, it probably be, have but to like be a an defensive like end, a, yeah, yeah, an edge or a I, DN. I wouldn't be that, stunned that, that. Would, because that's a position that you got Judon. He's over thirty. Uche's in the last year of his deal, and you really don't have a third guy. I think it's critical you get a third guy. I know they've been kicking the tires on some of these veteran guys, but you know, just 
to Paul's point, explain to me why we're going to be able to stop Josh Allen next year. Like, explain that to me like I'm three. That's what, you know, that's what I want to know. Because until you take the realistically, and now Aaron Rodgers in that mix too, like, what's your plan for them? I, I think number one corner is absolutely critical. And like, the answer seems to be like, we hope they're not as good. Yeah. <laughs> Like in in, in dead, yeah. I'm dead serious. Yeah. I think that we look around, and and I'm not necessarily saying we, as in Bill and football. I mean, like, sort of the reaction is like, well, the Bills are on the way down. I mean, they have their windows, right? You know, it, they, they, they they went oh, up, yeah. and their windows going to start to close. They're not going to stink. No one's saying that, but people are saying their best days might be behind them as already. As long as they have Josh Allen, they'll be fine. So basically, our hope is to wait it out and hope everybody comes back to us. Yeah, just yeah. tread water like, until why, Josh Allen gets hurt. Like, to, to, to Evan's point, I thought, you know, Evan's point about the roster, right? I, I think it's, it, it's the top ten people who ended the season on the roster, there's no additions to it. Correct. And you probably took – I mean, at least one away, maybe two, right? You know, McCourty was one of the 10 best players in the roster, right? Yeah. So you you took one away. I don't really think you add. Now, I think that maybe, maybe Juju is, is one of the top 10 players in he the roster now. now, and he replaces Myers. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, every every guy they added replaced someone they lost of comparable value. Swaps. We yeah. could have whole shows arguing – how much of an upgrade Gasicki is and how much of an upgrade James Robinson is, how much of an upgrade Juju is. I think you can make a reasonable argument that they're all better or they're all about the same. I certainly would say Gasicki is better than Jonu. I don't think that's like a, a, an outrageous statement. Um, but I don't think it's like the difference between Travis Kelsey and, <laughs> right. you know, Ryan Tyler Kraft, Kraft, <laughs> whatever his I, name is. You just can't, you can't do it all in the draft. You yeah. can't leave it all up to the end of April, and that's why trading for DeAndre Hopkins, even though he's not my first choice, it it fills a need, it fills a hole, it fills a top end of the roster spot in the top ten of that of that discussion. In my and, view, you know what the biggest upgrade has been? Backup tackle. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not sure. That, I'm not sure who with. the starter at tackle is still. Would you but get, you're going to come out with some depth, probably that but, you can trust. But I like more than, I like the idea yeah. of Riley Reef and Calvin Anderson over Yadni Kajust. Yep, yeah. who's actually on an RFA tender. Oh, no, so I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I would feel better if yeah. whoever the starting yeah. right tackle is, if Riley Reef had to go yeah. in for. Him. Would you I'd give up uh, yep. Devontae Parker? Sure. To yes. get Hopkins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that I don't. I think those guys are redundant. <laughs> no anyway, hesitation so. there. Okay. Yeah, but um, that, we that's should mention good. that uh, Damian Harris signed with the Bills. Yep, and uh, Aguilar. Woof, woof, woof. Aguilar also signed. Who did he sign with? No, he's meeting no, with he's Baltimore. Meeting with he's meeting with the Ravens. Okay. The Damian Harris for James Robinson one too though. That one's dicey to me as well. Like I think James Robinson, all very similar players. I think James Robinson has more passing game receiving upside I certainly, agree. but. He's got that Achilles that he just – I mean, like, we're sitting here and say, oh, Damian Harris isn't available. Like, guy blew out his Achilles, like, a year ago. Like, that's that's not available. Like, Damian <laughs> Harris has a, has a thigh bruise. Like, that's that's a little different, especially at that position. I These are some boomer bust swings that they're taking. Juju in, Myers out, Gusecki in, Janu out, 
and James Robinson for Damian Harris. These swaps could either be home yeah. runs or they could really yeah. backfire. I like, all, I like all three players. I do like them. And I, I do. Mean, I like and all I'm three intrigued, players. But I can't deny that I'm wondering if we but just kind of shuffled the chairs around a little bit. I don't think and that you're, you're maybe discernibly it's, better with those three over the three that Maybe left. it's better in one little area, but it's not as good in another yeah. little area. No, it's better than losing those three and not replacing them. Yeah. That's the one thing that I have to give them is that last year they traded Shaq Mason and they let Ted Karras walk and they waited to the draft to replace them and that's how we ended up with Cole Strange. So so this year, at least when they lost Myers, they signed Juju immediately, and they yeah. said, "Okay, yeah. we're not going to wait around and wait and fill that need, you know, later on in the draft or something like that." So at least you don't go into the draft needing that as well. You just need the the, the cherry. On All top. right, foods here. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll dive into some of the other stuff going on in the NFL, namely Lamar Who's Jackson. Who's going to be the holder? And uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we'll talk about some of that when we get back here in Patriots Unfiltered. Verizon. The network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, 
and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. 
not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. And now, great moments in history. I just have no confidence that the Patriots are going to be able to expose any of these, you know, weaknesses you see statistically, like red zone, like we saw it last week. That was, that was a terrible red zone defense, too. Didn't and, really matter. No, it did. We got two red zone touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I guess. It's true. I mean, sit, like, yes. we yeah. need to have an intervention I with know. him, Fred. It's never good enough. <laughs> Josh Uche, I'm tired of getting sacks. <laughs> 
Drew Redstone. That was just as funny today as it was yesterday. Drew Redstone. Well, you know, trouble. You know, no, they did. They stopped him. They, I mean, they were able to score twice in the red zone. I mean, you 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 don't go from like zero for seven to like five for five. Like it usually doesn't work that way. There was progress last week. They had two red zone touchdowns. Alex, tell him. Yeah, Kevin he Harris, doesn't listen to me. Kevin Harris broke like six tackles, got in. <laughs> on one play. That was like the first play. He's like, hard to did impress. We, did we throw it into the end zone? Really hard to Why impress. Why do you? Like, oh, oh style points. This guy. He, he's, it's got to be a you certain way now. You know what you're no longer allowed to like do? He doesn't like the dirty you know wins. You're no longer allowed to make fun of me with my boys, Felger and Maz, because you are a wannabe, Felger and Maz. You want to find something no, to pick at. No, I, 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 they, they, I, had, they had to come from 28-3 down. I mean, they, I mean didn't, like, they didn't throw they didn't the ball the, into the – they got red zone scores, but they yeah. didn't throw it didn't into the end They didn't get the lead zone. right away in the Super Bowl. It's unacceptable. You know. It's unacceptable. I, I demand dominance and excellence right. and perfection. Yes. That's another great moment from – all right, back here in Patriots Unfiltered, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, we got some people holding on for quite a bit, so let me uh, get to them. We'll go to uh, Brian in St. Louis. Uh, Brian! He said, the hell with you. Uh, how about Noah in Oklahoma? What's up, Noah? Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, thanks for holding on. Not a problem. I was just going to see what you kind of thought guys kind of thought about going to get Jerry Judy. You know, he was at Alabama with Mac and Bill O'Brien, and, you know, he knows Mac, and I feel like that would be – and he's cheaper than D-Hop. Obviously, D-Hop, you know, he's DeAndre Hopkins, but – Yep. I think so, we're all for so, it. so tell me why – I would take I would yeah. take Judy. Why, why, he's why, my number one target. Yeah, why yeah. is he available? Because his contract is coming up. Okay. So they have to make the fifth-year option decision on him in May. He's going into year four of his rookie deal. So you're in that that zone of are we going to extend him or are we going to try to get something for him? The short answer, technically, he's not. They say he's not. Right, right. You know, so like Sean Payton gets there, right? And like why would he – he's their best offensive player right now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's better than I, Russell I mean, Wilson. I've seen Cortland so. Sutton talk yeah, about I mean, I, I would say with the running back coming off the, the injury, probably Judy yeah. is the best offense. So why do you know? Like, that's what I'm wondering. Like, why is he available? I don't think he's available. Yeah. I don't think there's a for sale just sign like around his neck. The, the bill, right? Right. Like and a, but if yeah. somebody basically, there's some reporting out of Dallas after the Brandon Cooks trade that Dallas did put a call into Denver about Jerry Judy, and Denver wanted their first round pick. So to me, that says if you blow us away with an offer for Jerry Judy, then we'll listen. Uh, but it's going to have to take something significant for us to to move him. So if you're the Patriots, you're are you really trading 14 for Jerry Judy? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But I don't I don't think 46 alone is going to get it done. Yeah, and it's gonna you know it's gonna be a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Go ahead, Noah. Know, after Patricia, you know. We've seen Mac regress, and I think this is kind of his Josh Allen year. You know, year three, they went and got Stephon Diggs. You know, if we don't make a move and get somebody, I don't think we're doing – it's hard to gauge Mac like that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Noah. I let it go. <laughs> I, I've, I looked at Paul because <laughs> Paul is like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> that's – 
Well, I mean, I will say just to, to preemptively strike this, like, I mean, you know, you're three a quarterback. Like, I don't care who he's throwing the ball to. You need you need to see some kind of progression in his game. And, I mean, I think he gets a bit of a pass last year. So there should be, I mean, I would hope, a little bit more of a jump with a competent offensive coordinator and system in place. So, you know, even if they don't do anything else and this is the team, I would, I would at least hope that you see some kind of strides from Mac and, and maybe, who knows, pull a game out at the end that you shouldn't win. Eldred's in North Carolina. Hey, Eldred. Whoa. Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? That's aggressive Paul. horn honk there. Yeah, yeah he's uh, definitely cleared out uh, I-95 right there. <laughs> Paul, you spot on, man. As usual. With, with, uh, with BB. He think it's too late, don't stink, and it ain't sour done. You know, and I'm, I'm with you. It's Tom Brady. Evan, you can get mad all you want to. Special team this, play it up, but it's still number 12 to take it down to the field score or, or get the extra or get the damn field goal excuse my language but uh never said it was i don't want d hop your language is fine compared to that girl from miami last night on ESPN. you don't want d hop no no uh it's 32 i do i did one minute prime he's especially when uh when, B, when billy o had him yeah, in houston and we could have got him with tom but nobody made that move so you know my thing is you got to stick around picking on taekwon you're like you're trying to find out what what mac is you need to find out what he is. And then That's true. that number yeah. 14 pick, I'll go up and get Gonzalez. Bump it. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. You need a corner. He good. I'll go, but y'all want Quentin Johnson. I'll go up and get Gonzalez. You need a corner. A number one corner. That guy's going to be a Gonzalez. top five pick. He's, I can't, you I you just, caught it, right, Matt? Yeah. I oh, just can't really. imagine Gonzalez hangs on for no, long. I can't. No. Like that type of. They got him about 10. They got him 10 or, or he's a 17. I think and Johnson going either twelve or he's going. I think Gonzalez uh, is going to go really high. I think Jeremiah had him like six or something, but still behind Witherspoon, which I don't totally get. But yeah, Witherspoon has flashier film than than Gonzalez, like more plays on the football, big hits. But Gonzalez is smooth, plays inside, plays outside, man, so, like he just does it all at a high level. Yeah, he does it all exactly. Yeah. At six three and can run too. Yeah, yeah. can run. That, That's what guys, I like because you got somebody. To shut down them corners, uh, shut down wide receivers. I hate because Miami got two shut down corners now. And that's really gonna make it hard for us. I don't mm. care who's throwing the ball on their side. It's that defense I'm gonna be worrying about. Yeah. Well, well I mean, I think with... what Miami did. Yeah, thanks, Eldred. Uh, what Miami did, I think, makes a lot of sense. Their, their defense was wretched last year, and I think that they feel like they can score enough to win, but they couldn't stop anybody. And if it works, look, Ramsey's not the same guy he was in Jacksonville. I you think know, X is the same guy. Um, and and I, I see. I wonder. I Fangio scares me more. Than I worry players. mentally about Howard because you know how those guys are. Like I'm not the one anymore. Everybody yeah. talks about the diva wide receivers. Well, there are diva cornerbacks too. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think Howard might look at that and say, "Oh, you're bringing this guy in. You think he's better than me? You know, you think so, you're better than you me? Think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting. I was waiting for Fred. Yeah. Like I think that could be a problem too. Yeah. And, and I think they both can play. I, bo- I think they're both really good. And I think Fangio's a good move, although, you know, suddenly I, – I, I pick on the media too much, so I'm going to leave it up. But suddenly Fangio became, like, the second coming of, like, uh, Buddy Ryan in the mid-'80s. <laughs> That's true. With the That's 46 That's a good comparison. Yeah, I like it. I like that. All right. I, I also want to touch on, you know, what's going on elsewhere. And you have the whole Lamar Jackson situation and, you know – People out there Trade talks ramping up for D-Hop. Yeah, some, some of them with blue check marks still say that the Patriots might be inquiring about Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah. I just could never rule it out. I don't think it's necessarily true that they're, you know, really trying to figure out how to make it happen. But I just wouldn't – I would never rule them out with a, with a player like this that just always Do seems to – you think it's intrigue. real, though? Not really. But I just – I can't I, – I can't say that, oh, I, it will never happen. Like, I, I just I, – I leave the door open with a player like that, with Bill, with, with you know, some of the resources going forward and just – the immediacy, like you need to know, like but, with Bill, like it's. But if you got to do it, you got to do it because if if you do it and you don't and it fails, then you got Max saying. Well, if you, you do know, it, you Max probably really not. Like Max, Max probably not here anymore. Or you mean try just try to go for him? If I you see, go for I him see. and you don't get it. Now you're stuck. Oh, now you have. Now a, that's yeah. that's a scenario I hadn't really considered of that. He goes to say Team B. And they say, well, we also had an offer from the Patriots, uh, you know, of that didn't quite di- like. Mm. Right. Not great. Not yeah. great. Bob. That's why I think that if there was a chance that he would come here, we would hear nothing right. about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Because but it's I say hard, that all the time. But it's hard yeah. to keep that under wraps because there's another side. The other side's Lamar, and he likes to go on Twitter or whatever and say what's what. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's also, though, do you think that we're, we're a little bit too worried about Max's psyche with things like this? Like, is there, like, there's just part of me that's just like, this is football, though. Like, if you don't do the job and you're not doing the job at a high level, and I'm sure Evan, like, will back me up on this this point of view. You know, like, I just I feel like we're so much like, be careful. I, and it, it's going to be, this is going to sound funny coming from me. I'm going to be a little defensive of Mac. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's a little different with a quarterback because it, it's such a mental position and – yeah, I, I think in general, most guys would understand, well, you know, that's Lamar Jackson. It's an MVP. But at the same time, it's it's hard to court somebody to take your job and then say, all right, we couldn't get that guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we got all the faith in the world in you, Evan. Go out there right. and uh, lead us on an 80-yard touchdown drive. Right. That's why I wouldn't go the offer sheet route if they are interested because that – Then it's that in, poten- in writing. That, that has a lot of potential for that to happen. Yeah. Whereas if he signs the tender and then you trade for him after that – then you can do it a little bit more behind closed doors. But I, I would just pre- present it this way. What's more likely, the Patriots trade for an actual wide receiver or the Patriots trade for Lamar Jackson? Oh, wide receiver, yeah, wide receiver. I would say a wide yeah. receiver. But it, to, to continue this thread, though, Paul, like, you know, never, like, coming out saying Mac's our guy – uh, Mac oh. can play in this league. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's, don't, it's, it's yeah. you're kind of playing it both ways. There I wouldn't with confuse like, it. In that they don't want to scare him, but they not also going don't want to give him Lamar a vote. Lamar yeah. is an endorsement of Mac. No, yeah. I think Bills <laughs> Bills had many opportunities to endorse Mac, and he's chosen not to. Um, I think there's a lot of indecision, in, in, you know, in the coaching uh, on the coaching staff with with regard to his yeah. future. But you know, I I think a lot of those. I mean, I I think a lot of those should be answered in year three. I fear. That we're going to be talking about this for two more years. And is there a chance that the Rodgers thing falls through for the Jets? Like the Jets just get fed up with the Packers. I just think the say, Jets you know are too desperate. They're too, they're forgive the so term, pregnant with this the, idea. They're yeah. too pregnant. Like right now, this is happening as they see it. Their players are, are on board. I think if the Jets fail to make it happen, it's going to be, uh, like I don't want to say a death blow, but it's going to be a major blow to that team because they all think that they've got them right now, and I think the Packers can afford to just kind of wait. What, what could the Packers be asking for that is holding this up? Like, wh- what price is too high? I think they're asking for at least a first-round pick. Yeah, they, and you they, wouldn't they go, give that? They no. go 14? You would, wait a minute. What, you what are they? 14, right? Uh, the Jets. No, we're 14. 13. 13. 13. They're right ahead of us. The 13th overall pick for a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Who may or may not, no. like, play, like, Okay, so you know you're going to pick 13, who may or may not be a great player for 10 years. You know you're going to have Rodgers for three years. No, you don't. 
I, that's what you're counting on. But he, I, I he think, almost retired this offseason. Yeah, he retired. I but think if you get one really good year out of him, consider yourself lucky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like Favre a little bit, but, I mean, he's going to go on a darkness retreat again and then come out and the, the vision right. was to go to the Jets. Is <laughs> that going to happen twice? I See, don't know. See, I think it's worse than Favre I, I, because yeah. Favre came and people forget that Favre actually worked. He was, real, he was really good for the balance of the season, and then he ruptured his biceps, and he stunk down the stretch, and they – they uh, lost all those games that didn't make the playoffs. I like. I don't worry about Rodgers in terms of getting injured. I worry about what Evan said. Like, sure, but he I went s- into this retreat saying, I know. "I'm out." But if yeah. I, he I comes s- out, he's like, "No, but I'll if be I, like, if I'm Joe Douglas, who knows if he has another retreat yeah, in if July?" I, if I'm Joe Douglas, I sit down with him and I, you know, I said, "We need we need at least three years from you." Give, you know, but I, he's I, not going to give you. Are that. you going to commit to three years? And if he says yes, I give him a first round pick for him. Nope. That's, that's, that's a little scary. Cam Newton with that uh, yeah. we, funky, we funky font on Patriots will be in attendance. He, he says his big thing is I'm – Let's the, run it back. The, there ain't 32 better than me. I, I think there are. You know what? There may be 64 better than him. Right? Cam definitely 32 better Never yeah. change Cam Newton. He has the same energy as like the day he was the starter here of just the big smile. And like you would have no idea that this guy is like just barely even like hanging I'm, on I'm by a thread. to Rob Nickovich this, this morning. But, but you know, based on the way Bill treated him, it's all a facade. He's soft underneath. It's all that's all a facade. That's all exterior coating. But underneath, he's he's sensitive. He's sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean <laughs> I mean just like he can't handle it. Yeah, you know? I listening to Rob Nikovich this morning. He's talking about all these guys that are, you know, backups and, and he's talking you know, if this guy can get a job and that guy can get a job at Baker Mayfield and you know, Andy Dalton's still in the league and I'm like Baker Mayfield's better than Cam Newton. <laughs> First of all, these guys have played better than Cam Newton more recently, number one. But number two, if Cam Newton just wanted to be a backup, he had that opportunity last year, and how did he do? He was terrible, right? He took over in, in Carolina in the middle of the year, right? That was last two year. Was that two ago. years 21. ago? Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. And he was terrible. Terrible. Like, that's Cam Newton, the backup quarterback. So you want to make fun of Andy Dalton? I agree. He's not Andy Dalton's not good. But, like, as a backup, he's going to go out there and he's going to not fall down he's like also, Brian Hoyer. He's also saying he's one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the league, not yeah. one of the best 64. Yeah. So. Right. Well, I, I would say I, I'm not sure he's one of the best 64. I, I would rather have all these guys, as, you know, and Nikovich brought up Chad Henney. I don't think Newton could do what Chad Henney did in the playoff game that Henney did. No, right? So I don't specific. think he's capable of that. No. I mean, throwing the ball, like reading the breeding progressions and getting the but ball. But that was a great drive that he led against in Jacksonville in that game. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That playoff game that Henny did. I don't think Henny's anything special, but as a, a veteran backup, he's yeah. prepared to come I, in and do I, the And then job. they show the one clip of him, like, you know, he, he same technique. That shoulder comes yeah. way back. He heaves it, you know, I don't know, maybe it went 50 yards. And some guy, like, turns around and catches it against air and it's like oh that's proof that he's you know yeah yeah now listen the only thing i'll say in his defense when his time here is we're talking about the talent on the patriots roster (sighs) there's a lot more talent on the patriots roster now than there was when cam newton played especially at receiver yeah he would have killed to have like Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton and yeah. Nelson Aguilar and, and Jacoby Myers like the last couple of years. He had Myers. That was it. Yeah. Well, what else was there? He had, I mean, he had Edelman for a little bit. Edelman played briefly. like five games. Yeah. 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 Demir Bird and Jacoby. 
That was it. Or that was, I mean, that was a roster, like as they like to say, oh, the bereft tight of talent. Yeah. What were we doing? Ryan um, Izzo and, sorry, Matt Lacoste. Oh, big Lacoste. Let's total, so res- total reset. They got they, they yeah. didn't. They got yeah, a total. Him. They had no talent. So in defense of Cam Newton, he wasn't good in 2020, but he didn't have a lot of help. Uh, let's get to some of these emails at webradio at patriots.com. Sam says, Paul and Evan are wrong. Uh, <laughs> How are says, we both wrong? We're on separate sides of the argument. Well, he has separate things. But I agree. Oh. Yes. Uh, he says, Evan, on Thursday's show, he didn't stop to repeat himself that the way the Patriots are setting themselves up in free agency is that they are not forced to take anyone at number 14. They can take the best player available. Does he still believe it? I think they're not forced to take a cornerback at 14. I mean, how could I'm they confused. not? I mean, if they were, I don't were before, means. you don't have Mills now. You brought back Jones. I mean, you still have Do you just believe that they're forced to take anyone at 14? That's No. No, I think that they're forced to take a wide receiver, a tackle, or a corner right now, but I don't think that they're forced to take one of those positions yeah. over the other. The only thing I would argue is I don't think they were forced to take a guard in the first round last year. No. They no, chose but to. But they felt forced. By uh, Paul, he says, every time the conversation about T. Higgins comes up, Paul says he can't see the Browns' ownership paying for Burrow, Chase, and Bengals. Higgins. You don't want to rip other teams' ownership on being cheap when the Patriots have spent over $27 million, bottom five, less in cash this year from the uh, – over the Bengals, who will probably spend more one. I don't know. Yeah. This guy yeah. can't, right? I'm, Nobody said there would be math. The, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the situation with the Bengals. Yeah, and that's the, like that's a fair point. I mean, uh, like yeah. the Bengals, you know, gave Orlando Brown uh, a, a, a big contract, although not as big as I think he was probably expecting. But they've spent some money in free agency. My point with the Bengals is they've been a, a an organization that runs on a shoestring. And Fred will tell you some details because he has some inside information on this. They would take their assistant coaches as an example, and as soon as the season was over, they hand them clipboards and they'd tell them to go out and scout. They don't have a scouting department. <laughs> they didn't. They do they, now. They do but now. At, at, but yeah, those are the kinds of things that they did to save money. Yeah. So when I'm talking about cheap and I'm talking about not paying a lot of money for players, I'm not necessarily equating those two things. Um, and it, it certainly seems like Cincinnati has the intention – of keeping that core talent together on offense with Burrow. And Burrow's already talked about trying to, you know, con- you know, construct his contract in a way that is conducive to keeping Chase and Higgins, you know, Boyd to a lesser extent. I think Boyd's a little older, so he won't necessarily command that kind of money. Good for them. If they do that, good for them. Because it's a really good team, and it should be a really good team for a while. There's no need to break it up. How much did the Colts? Where, where's Jesse Bates? And, you yeah. know, like with all, like they they they're going to have to make decisions. Yeah, and that's how, I mean. I, th- I thought of an example of like Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, which was a duo that was you know together for a while. But I, I mean, for me, it's it's Chase, and then like I'd like to retain Higgins, but not at the cost of alienating Chase or Burrow. And you know, if you're oh, that if good, I have my and choice if Burrow's that Chase good, and Higgins, it's Chase. Yeah, every it, day. And if Burrow's that good, which I think he is, but y- I think you Higgins, should be able to. I think Higgins you know? is a lot better than you think he is. I think that the, you, I know you wouldn't have traded up from you wouldn't have gone from 19 to 29 <laughs> in the draft to take in Higgins. <laughs> I think that this. I didn't is hear that part. I didn't hear that part. I think it would have just taken. <laughs> you know, the Bengals are in the exact position though. That is a good. They're a good team to in this situation is good because they can let Jesse Bates walk. And they'll replace him with Nick Scott, who they just signed from the Rams, because they have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins to play in the margin. So that that that's those are the guys the Patriots are missing. Almost. 
Patriot like. Those <laughs> are the guys, those are the guys the Patriots are missing are Burrow and Chase and Higgins. They got all of the the right. Nick Scotts that you could have, but they had. It, but teams like that, teams like Buffalo, they have Josh Allen, yeah, so they the can let is, Tremaine Edmonds The email walk. is right, though. I, I, I said that you know I worry about the Bengals retaining their talent because they're cheap. And at least in the present, they've, they've shown that they're willing to spend some money. They spent some money in free agency last year. Um, shoring up their offensive line, they've continued to do that this year. Just gave Orlando Brown a yeah, huge big, big, uh, big contract for Orlando Brown, biggest uh, free agent deal uh, for an offensive lineman. Right, that was the biggest contract. I think, yeah, uh, well, McGlinchey's is I think more in total money technically, but I think in terms of guarantees, Orlando Brown beat him. So I mean, uh, he's right. The email is right. The, the Bengals have have spent some money. Anthony writes in, uh, there is a move out there that automatically makes the Patriots a top five team in the AFC, Super Bowl contenders, and highly relevant for years to come. Of course, he's talking about Lamar. Lamar. Uh, yes, it costs two first-round picks and probably $300 million spread over six or seven years. Yep, and the back three years of that deal will look like a fantastic bargain based on how the market continues to evolve for high-end quarterbacks. Name me two consecutive first-round picks you wouldn't trade away for a top-tier quarterback. Cole Strange, Mac Jones, two first-year firsts, uh, two-year first. You have to go back to 2012. I was going to say Hightower and Chandler Jones, yeah. but I still would have traded yeah. those for a top-tier right. quarterback. Yeah, you have to go back to 2012 to find picks you may not want to give up for a great quarterback, Jones and Hightower. If Robert Kraft wants to be relevant, this is the move. You do the deal or make the trade with Baltimore to facilitate the deal. You trade Mac and hope for a second from a quarterback-hungry hungry team and play ball. I I, I totally get what he's saying. My, I guess my question is just why is this so hard for Baltimore? I mean, if, if, if our emailer can write in, it's such a slam dunk. Like, why why can't it get done? Like, why, you know, what's the holdup? Like, why isn't Baltimore doing right, it? Right. Why doesn't Baltimore see this when it seems like such a slam I dunk? I want to bring up something. Um, just curious what you guys think. What do you guys think of Baltimore? Let's just say that Jackson is the quarterback and there's no problems, no external on field. Last year, he's healthy. It's week eight. Say what? Do, what did you guys think of Baltimore? Sporadic in, in the hierarchy of the AFC. Sporadic. I, th- I mean, beatable I thought, when it comes to the biggest games. Like you know, supposedly had a not terrible for the defense, Patriots, but for other teams. I, I, I do. But do you think that they were a Super Bowl contender? Yes. Well, they're a playoff contender, but no, they were a playoff lock. Yeah. But think, were they a Super Bowl contender? Yes. I think whenever you have that guy under center, you can win any game against anybody on any Sunday. Okay. I, I now, would probably put him. I would put him just outside. Okay. I, I would I, I, I would be more with Evan is. I, I think that Baltimore was a borderline Super Bowl contender, but talent wise, I I, not, I think they're better than the Patriots. Like, forget the quarterback. I just think talent wise, they were better than the Patriots. Now, it's weird because of the way their offense is structured. You could definitely say I'd rather have Parker Myers born you know, than Rashad Bateman and Devin Duvernay, whatever. Um, but that's the way their offense was structured with the, the running element of Lamar Jackson. So it's a hard comp. But I think talent-wise, Baltimore was better than New England. So therefore, I'm saying if I put Lamar Jackson on the Patriots, I'm not sure it's a slam dunk that this email is saying, like, they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're as good as Baltimore. And I think there's an argument that you guys just made Evan says yes. Mike says maybe. You say no. That Baltimore was a Super Bowl contender with Lamar Jackson. Right. So I don't think it's a slam dunk to just say, well, you get Lamar Jackson, you're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. You're exciting. 
I'm excited because I love Lamar Jackson. I'm selfish. I, remember, I just want to be entertained. I remember yep. that, that year. I think it was Lamar's first year. The Patriots went to Baltimore, and we just got a – I think yep. we were on a yep. winning streak. We were feeling good about we, we, ourselves. We were the most miserable 8-0 no quarterback. Yeah. That was the night. We went that was in the there, night. and yep. they pasted us, and we had no answers. And I'm thinking to my – while I'm watching the game, I'm like, how's any team going to stop these guys? But teams did. They figured it out. And I think once you figure out how you're going to play against that offense – you can beat them. It, it's tough though because, like, to go back to my sporadic thing, like they looked pretty okay, uh, you know, in the rainstorm here when they played him again. But then last year in the second half, they had no answers again for Lamar Jackson. So it's like, you know, you go through these periods where you're like, Lamar's kind of, oh, all right, we're keeping him in the pocket. He's not really able to go through the progressions. But then all of a sudden, he just gets loose and he tears you apart. And it's, you know, I think that's part of like why I'm not over the moon about Lamar Jackson just in general is just yeah. you know that you don't always know. And you're I brought getting it up that guy not, every single not time. so we could have like this. 15-minute conversation of, no, you're wrong. Baltimore is good. Like, no, I just think it's it's eye-opening to hear three different opinions of whether or not you guys think the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender. So it's by no means – the answer to that is maybe. By no means are they a lock. Right. And even if you want to say the Patriots are as good as Baltimore, I would argue they're not. But you could say that they're as good talent-wise. How does that make you a Super Bowl contender? The argument would be – and this is unfortunate because – on, on one of my shows yesterday that I appeared on, Mike, <laughs> oh, oh. outside of the Boston market. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. You're no, branching uh, out? My main station that calls me every once in a while. Maine? In Puerto Rico. Yeah. Ba- banger. I'm big. I'm, I'm big in Bangor. I'm big in Bangor. Banging in Bangor. Stephen King's station. 7, 10 a.m. We got Paul Perot. I didn't even know it. Um, <laughs> so this gets brought up. And, and um, you know, when we were talking about it, I couldn't help but go back to that rumor before the the draft and that Josh was really intrigued and it worked him out blah 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 and the guy asked me what do you think it would have looked like if they did draft Lamar Jackson and then just think about how different it would be like Brady plays in 18 and maybe he stays for 19 like he did and you know Lamar's two years in and he takes over in 20 I think with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels Lamar Jackson is a much more refined passer today than he is right now. Now, is that being a suck-up? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I think that Lamar Jackson – I mean, I think Josh McDaniels is a far better offensive coordinator than Greg Roman. And I think that they would – I think Bill Belichick would have been instrumental in saying, these are some of the things you need to do to avoid the mistakes. I think it would have – Or they would have turned him into Tim Tebow. (laughs) I think some of the Tim Tebow didn't have the ability. I mean, like that's that's, but, that's that's the difference. Like I, you know, and the passing a lot of stuff people is, would all, say that. is so much on Greg Roman. Like I, I the, the pa- their passing concepts were so rudimentary and simple, and that wasn't. It's not because of Lamar, because at Louisville he's doing full field progressions and running a pro style offense from a passing game standpoint, just fine, and winning Heisman trophies. So I, I just. I, look, I'm all for Lamar. I've been all for Lamar. I think that he's actually becoming underrated for a lot of people, uh, especially here with this conversation coming up. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people are underselling just how good he is. And my whole thing with the Super Bowl contender him. thing is you have Lamar Jackson and you have Harbaugh, who I, I think is a, a solid yeah. coach. That pairing, winning a Super Bowl, would not blow any of us away. If if I told you, like, going into next season that Lamar and, jo- and Harbaugh are going to win the Super Bowl – would anybody be like that surprised? Like that's uh, no way. Like, yeah, th- that's definitely doable. No, I think Baltimore is a talented team that can't figure out how you know how to stay healthy, and it it it's derailed them the last two years. I mean, they've been, I think they were eight 
I think they were eight and three each of the last two years, and they stumbled to the finish both times. But I mean, they should have won that Cincinnati game in the playoffs, you know. And then then they go to Baltimore. Maybe they beat Baltimore. I don't know. Uh, Alex writes in. Um, I mean Buffalo, not Baltimore. Right. Baltimore doesn't go to Baltimore. <laughs> That'd be weird. Um, talk about the special teams. Alex says, one comment about the special team signings. I don't know how after giving up two kickoff returns for touchdowns in their last game and struggling down the line, people can complain about the team investing in special teams. And one question, with all the moves the Patriots have made so far, do you think they go cornerback or tackle or something else at 14? I could see either one of those. I think it's just depending on what tackles fall and who's going to. I mean, I think any you look at any mock draft and there's, you know, the top three tackles are gone or the top three corners are gone. And, I mean, I think those are those are the guys that are most appealing. I mean, I've gotten off the wide receiver thing at, at 14. It just doesn't seem right there. But I'd, I'd be down. I'd be down with any of those top tackle, top cornerback options. I think it would it would be a good long-term decision for the team. Uh, a male ma'am. I would just make Maine, a counter right, and say, like, in the last game, they gave up two 50-yard touchdown passes, too. I, I can't believe they haven't done anything to address the secondary. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Mailman in Maine writes in, since it seems like Gerard Mayo is lining up to be the next head coach and people have mentioned they don't have many players signed through 2024 or 25, do you think Mayo has some say in the draft this year? It seems likely that Bill will be gone in three or so years, and this class will hopefully still be here four years out if they draft well. I, I, nope. I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his role is going to be. Who I don't did know the what article recently was it the Athletic? That yeah, Chad Graff. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. What's On his what? What's his role going to be this Mayo. year? Where, Ma- where is Mayo he being be? the heir apparent? I mean, part of me is just expecting him to be in the same exact kind of doing the same stuff day to day training camp when we Chad see them Graff come out. That, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know who Chad Graff is? Yeah. He's the beat writer for the Athletic. He's been here for like. Two years? Yeah. Oh. Year Not even. Not even? Not even. No, last oh. year was his first. This year was yeah. his first year. He's yeah. New. He's yeah. new on the beach. I, I met him out in Vegas. I think that's kind of a interesting story for such a young new guy, newbie. You think that he's being fed that? No. Oh. So he's just yep. speculating. Uh, who do you think Mayo would have chosen as his offensive coordinator this year if he would have gotten a head coaching job? Oh. <laughs> who God. Would, who the heck knows? Who knows? Like, who would yeah. Mayo have chosen? Yeah, who would Mayo have chosen? Bill O'Brien. Sure. I, I don't think Mayo has anywhere near as much power as this email. Yeah. Emailer thinks. That's, I know. That's what I said. I, I don't I, even think Matt Rowe has as much power as this email. So I don't. Thinks. I don't have the exact wording, and I know where some of this stuff is coming from. Like that McCordy interview on EEI was fascinating. Yep. Like uh, about a week ago. Um, but some of this is related to. He was asked if if he thought that Mayo was the heir apparent. You know, the coach in waiting, I think, mm-hmm. was the way they phrased it. And he's, he answered yes, but if you listen to the answer as he continued, he was answering he thinks Gerard Mayo is a head coach. Not. He didn't – like. and again, people that are – people that are took from that answer that he said he is the head coach in waiting are not wrong. By the technical Greg Brady exact words, he said that. But I think I think he meant he's head coach material. That's what I think he meant. Yeah, that's exactly what I think he meant. And it's kind of a long way of me saying I'm not sure Gerard Mayo is the coach in waiting. Me neither. I know everybody else is completely convinced. I I don't think Mayo meant it that way. The way he said it, I think he meant he's a head head coaching material. McCordy. If if he's not walking out with McCordy Steve meant that when playing catch with Mayo. Steve and working with the linebackers, like that's when I expect to see. I don't expect to see him 
wandering to different position groups with Bill giving input or, you know, watching on the sideline with Matt Groh. Like, I, I, I just – we have to see what exactly is going to change about his role. But I, I'm not anticipating it's going to be anything that monumentally I'm, different. I'm with uh, Evan speak, and Mike. Speak I, I'm it, lockstep with you guys. Speaking of Devin, May in Fort Lauderdale writes, did you guys see Devin's tweets about Zappi versus Mack, the locker room divide, in that it was more of an indictment on the state of the offense more than the quarterback? There was never hope. Yes. yes. What did you think about that? She asks. I mean, like a lot of things that have come out after the season, it was unfortunately just confirmation of, of what you thought, like what you you know what you were seeing, and sometimes. But it, it, it it's the the zappy but, stuff. But to hear it from really a yeah. yeah. You know, we, we were we, never we were right. never solidified as an offensive group that guys had full confidence in anything new, uh, in anything new. we what we were doing, there was never true hope. Right. Yeah. This to is what Parcells. Uh, this word. is what the. Um, the feeling was offensively there was no hope because they had no faith in what they were being told to do. Um, but the part that the email had brought up that was really interesting was when something would go wrong, people would immediately say, you know, we should be playing Zappy. And that I didn't know. That I, I didn't know was, was going on. Like That there was some players saying that. Yeah. 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 So Evan's going to go over and get set up for the Devin McCourty festivities. Um, and well, we what will, is he doing? What does he we, need to set we up? Will, for? We will he needs to sit him. in a chair. He's going to get up there yeah, and so. get a good position, yeah. get a good spot. Okay. <laughs> Make sure he's in line with the camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Uh, we'll go to Sean. Let's watch the all twenty-two. Sean in Vancouver. What's up, Sean? Hi, everyone. Hey, Sean. Um, Fred, you can uh, drop my email. So, you know, I was surprised last month when I read the PFF rankings and said that Myers was the number one uh, wide receiver free agent option. I I thought Juju was better because of Yak, higher ceiling, possibly lower floor, though. But um, I don't I don't know how um, Mike or uh, or what what you thought, Paul, uh, back in that times. But I know Evan Lazar wrote on March 9th that Jacoby Myers is a top option free agency. Now, Mike. Uh, and I don't know, Evan, you're still there. Yep. You say that Juju is an improvement. Uh, why yep. the change? I mean, I didn't know really much about Juju. Like, I mean, going after they signed him, I went and watched, you know, watched him play. I mean, I look, I don't think that this is a monumental upgrade. I just think that he That's is. Very close. And, and yeah, and, but I think that, you know, and, and Paul and I had a discussion about this yesterday. So it made me, Paul asked some questions that I, that I dipped into, which were, you know, why are their yards per catch similar? Um, you know, and it's, it's really just JS, J, JSS is, is, getting the ball closer to the line of scrimmage more consistently. But um, I just think he's you – know, and I don't mean to sound this as every time you talk about Jacoby, like you're trying to – you're killing him. But, you know, he's a former quarterback. And I think you saw a reliable guy who knew where to be. I just think when I watch Juju Smith-Schuster, I'm like, that guy is a pure wide receiver who looks like, you know, he, he's going to be a challenge when he gets the ball. And I just didn't see enough of that out of Jacoby over the course. I mean, certainly reliable. And I think, you know, the hands – Drops have been a little bit of an issue for Juju, um, you know, but I just think he brought, maybe gives you a little bit more potential as far as, you know, with the ball in his hands, making some plays. But I do think that it's interesting to me, though, that they aren't really interested in any real sideline to sideline quickness. And it seemed like they lived in that with the offense for a while. And I think Juju's a vertical guy. I think Kasiki's a vertical guy. I think last year they were trying mm -hmm. to push the ball down vertical. So I just think this is a Belichick thing, uh, not a Matt Patricia thing, that it just seems to me yeah. – like, this is a philosophy. We want to get the ball down the field, and maybe they're not even really interested in horizontal, quick guys, that kind of stuff. They want to go down the field with it now. I, I like Juju, McConkey. and I've, I've always liked him as a player. Um, uh, I think he's pretty tough. Um, I think they're 
extraordinarily similar players, My- Myers and, and Smith-Schuster. Um, Mike is alluding to a discussion we had yesterday about Yak and how I don't really care about Yak because it results in the same amount of yards. And I, I-, I think that you can say it looks better when you watch a guy catch a short pass and make a 12-yard gain as opposed to a guy catch a 10-yard pass for a 12-yard gain. But I don't really care because, to me, I, I just want the 12-yard gain. The 12 yards, yeah. I think that they – they generally, and, and I, I think Juju, yeah, I don't, you know, I know that some of the drop stats, I, not, I haven't really noticed that being a real problem with him. I like Juju, I, like I said to the start. I don't think that they're going to, the only way that this blows up on them is if he doesn't pick up the system and establish right. a relationship with Mac. Yeah. Which I think is a real concern because I think that's been a problem for incoming Patriots receivers periodically over the years. There are some that are seamless, like, you know, Brandon LaFell, you know, came right in and did it, um, you know, really well. And there have been others that just never seem to catch on. So I worry about it. I, I do. But I, I just I don't see the enormous upside that a lot of my other colleagues are, are writing about. Ben Volan was the latest one today in, in his piece. Uh, a massive upgrade. I just don't see it that way. I think they're very similar players. And maybe Juju will have a better year than, than Jacoby Myers. I don't think Juju's had a better year than Jacoby Myers since 2018. That, right, yeah, that's when he was – when, when, when he caught 111 passes for 1,400 yards opposite Antonio Brown, Jacoby Myers can't do that. He's not that kind of player. So if you want to say that's upside, I don't think that's Juju Smith-Schuster's upside anymore. But that was, he, that no. was five years He ago. hasn't been that guy since the knee injury that took him out the next year for, for half of that season. He averaged 8.6 a, cat, uh, a catch the – the, the next two years, and then he went and found Mahomes, and he went back up to 12. He was a 13-plus yard per catch until the injuries, and then he went down under 10, under 9 even for wow. two straight years. I don't well, think that I'm his cross- upside is, is, is the 1,400-yard catch guy. I think I'm his, his upside is I eight, the number one option. 80. I think he could catch 80 balls for the Patriots this year. I'll take that. Yeah, that, that, that's, because, that's yeah. what Myers does. And, and eight touchdowns. I, yeah, I don't care who scores the touchdowns. I really don't. Like, well, they're going to get an X amount of number of touchdowns. I don't care if Gasicki gets them, if Henry gets them, right. if they run him in with Ramondre Stevenson. They're going yeah. to the, get the touchdowns. Well, I don't know. Uh, is Myers a good touchdown guy? No, I'm just saying. They no, need, he's not, they, right? They need touchdowns. No, he's not, right? Yeah. Well, he had twice as many as Juju last yeah. year, six to three. They, they need touchdowns. I don't, but I don't use that as my, my feeling because – Whatever. They're going to score touchdowns. Someone's got to score them. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Chris in Scottsdale. What's up, Chris? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking the call today, obviously. Um, just a couple of thoughts that I wanted to share. Um, and and I'm, I'm coming in late today, um, working, and just kind of on break and coming in a little bit late. So I don't know if some of the things that I have to say have been covered or not. But uh, it looks like Bill's back to his old tricks with, you know, stalking the uh, special teams with, you know, massive, you know, well, not massive, but, you know, rich contracts for those kinds of players. Oh, small money. Don't worry about it. Running backs, you know, this, that, and the other. It's just, it's just kind of like the thing. And, and, Paul, you say that, but it is interesting. No, that's the stuff that it. we talked about earlier, Chris. I'm just joking. Oh, oh okay. Because here's, here's what I was going to say, and I, I – uh, who is the, the guy that just came back? What's his name? It eludes me right now. The uh, Cody Davis? Special team. What's that? Cody Davis? No, no. The, the, our, our guy. Matthew uh, Slater? He's been here for years. Yeah, Matt Slater. 
So, so Slater, Big right? Fan. A great player for us, you know, in his position and everything. When he was rumored to, to re- be retiring, I was actually happy about it because I thought naively, and, and I'm really frustrated about this, I thought naively that, okay, well, hey, that, that makes it so he doesn't have a special teams binky. We're not going to have $3 million, $4 million, whatever it is that he makes every year, uh, you know, assigned and allotted to that position. Maybe he shaves a little bit off another position, takes those, combines them, and actually goes out and, and you know, stalks the team with a real, you know, serviceable, you know, make-a-difference weapon. But I got to tell you guys, just and again, this is from a fan perspective, that it's it's just growing super 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 tired, man. Like I'm so over this, and it's so deeply clear at this point, at least to me. And I, and I'm not saying Bill's an idiot and he doesn't know how to coach. I'm I'm never going to be that guy. But I will say this. I will say this. It's become deeply clear to me, uh, or obviously clear to me, that Brady is really really the, the, you know the straw that stirs the drink here in New England and made everything work all these years in spite of all of the, the insane moves and, you know, horrible free agencies and drafts and over and over and over and over and over. And in terms of Lamar, and I'll, I'll say I got two more things, Fred, and I'll be super, super quick about it. In terms of Lamar, um, I'm not really trying to go down that road. If, if, if we and, and, and by the way, I don't want the, the current quarterback that we have now. I don't even want to cheer for the guy. I'm not even kidding. I watched two games last year. Because it was, I, I knew what I was watching, and I, it was just disgusting, and I didn't want to watch it, right? Um, but I don't even want to cheer for the guy. And and so if they're going to go down the Lamar road or something like that, I'd rather them, you know, because I don't care about the draft capital. I'm so frustrated with the way the guy drafts. It, it, it's unbelievably just horrible to me. So I really don't care what it takes in terms of draft capital, either to move up and get Richardson, if you want, like kind of a Lamar clone, and have him on his rookie deal, right? And, and do that. I, I, but even if you did go with Lamar, I don't really care about spending two two first round picks. Look at our first round picks, man. It, it, it's absolutely it's asinine. I mean, it, it, it's it's so embarrassing when you have coaches laughing at like when we when we when we took Cole Strange, the Rams coach McVay, is literally laughing about it. Oh, hey, we were going to take a look at this guy in the third or fourth round or something like that or whatever, you know, and then when you mess up drafting the offensive line so, so horribly that of course, and I predicted this last year and it is on one of the shows where I said, great, next year in the draft, we get to draft another fat guy and the rest of the league can have Quentin Johnson or, uh, you know, Evans guy, okay. um, Nick Buck, yeah, you know, for, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm probably missing right. that wide receiver. No, I get it, Chris. <laughs> all right, thanks for Just, the call. He let it all out. He's, yeah, no, I, thanks, listen, Evan. Yeah, but, you know, I think I <laughs> – Those think two games he watched he, last he year makes, awesome, pretty bad. I can understand his frustration, but I think he's a little bit <laughs> – yeah, yeah, I well, I, I do too. I mean, that's the you know, how many Super I mean, Bowls would Tom Brady have the, if Bill Belichick just got out of his way? All the bad drafts <laughs> and the terrible free agents. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> I know you think. Don't pick <laughs> that scab with me because <laughs> I get in trouble every time I no, do. And I kind of like you. All, I like, the, I all like the terrible things they did, and and who's that guy? Oh yeah, Matthew Slater. Right. Yeah. I, you know. I, I do. I, yeah. 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 It's not yeah, that Yeah, and bad. Slater doesn't make four million a year either. Right no, no, he makes like he doesn't a, even make three. It's like two point five. I think it's more than uh, that, but Sullivan, not much. Sullivan it's between two point five and three. Uh, he says that's been a while since I wrote in, uh, but he's been traveling a lot. He said I wanted to share that I am in San Francisco this morning, and I saw DeAndre Hopkins at Logan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, I so think- can I just tell you real quick? You know the the famous <laughs> yeah. shot oh, yeah. of yeah. you know Larry Fitzgerald at the, at the Hertz concert. Is that right. really Larry Fitzgerald? No, 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 no. no. Right. Uh, but it's a funny meme, yeah, and no, it gets yeah, us yeah. all. It's oh, always funny, right? So TJ comes over and he goes, I heard D-Hop was at Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I go, he wasn't. <laughs> no. Uh, also, I think after listening to Evan on Cash 22, I've come around to being satisfied with the Juju signing. He, As he's pointed out, his skill set is an upgrade over Jacoby, although I felt like having a known yeah. commodity that knows a system like him would outweigh bringing in Juju. Overall, I feel like it's been a solid offseason so far, but the key piece is if we can get a true wide receiver yeah. one. It's, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like I think we're all we – can, we can spend an hour, you know, breaking down the minutia of how much better we think JSS is than – or not. Like, Absolutely. Ultimately – they need more, and the like, fact he's that not going to move the needle enough to get them past Buffalo. No, they need Nothing more. I'll that say the same done. thing. They need you know, more. The, la- the last two years, it's been the last three, but I'll say the last two years, Jacoby Myers has been your top receiver, and I would sit here and, and tell you, after my disclaimers of how much I love the kid, that any team that has him as the best receiver is not good enough. Right. I say the same thing today. Right now, Juju is the number one receiver, and that ain't good enough. Yep, yep. Uh, Patrick in Ottawa, I don't understand how Evan and company can tell everyone to relax and wait and see by draft day. Have we not learned anything from the last five or six years? Have we not suffered a coaching drain during that time? Yes. Have we not all been disappointed overall with our drafts? Yes. Have we been waiting for better offensive talent since Gronk's departure? Yes. Have we not been close to the league lead in penalties in that time? Yes. People are down because the overall trend uh, lines of the team for the past few years are all going the wrong way. We are suffering from a lack of faith that anything will change while BB is here. And he says, it's okay to want someone new. The young replace the old all the time. Ooh, wow. I, I mean, I get what he's saying. And yes, like frustrations are, are mounting. But at the same time, like, and I'll say it, I said it last show. I mean, I didn't expect them to surpass Buffalo in the first week of free agency. They, like, it's a process and they, they're way behind. So it's the draft. It's the draft picks that they've had. It's the draft picks that they're going to have. And when they start hitting on those draft picks, then you'll start to have something. But, you know, to think that you could just pull 2021 again and, oh, it'll work out this time. We'll sign the right free agents this time. We won't be cutting the two guys that we gave four-year deals to two years from now. You know, like, it, it, it's it's tough. But I, I continue to it's believe already coming. the draft you, you is read the it? only way. You read it Sunday, right? I know you what? read Mike. Mike Reese, it, it's a hundred some odd million in cap space for for twenty twenty four. Here we go. Like, yeah. and I'm just gonna say, don't go down that road. And yeah. I'm not talking about cap space. It's yeah. not a cap space. No, it's not that, like, that they're gonna spend crazy next right, year. Right, right. Like, draft, draft, uh, draft. And that the only way out of this is to consistently get good young players and identify which ones you want to build around, and then make the right choices and keep them and get them see, locked up. See, so they have so much cap space projected for next year because why? Mike, what did you say in the last show that I was on last week, Tuesday? Something about um, 10 guys on the contract for 2025? Yeah, it was like 10. Right? Yeah. yeah. For 2025, yeah. they had 10 agency. guys under contract. Yep. That's why they projected to have so much cap space next year because they don't have the, the, the free agent class of 21 that cost a lot of money for the most part, is going to be off the roster by 2024. But you can also, you can, the other way to look at that is, you know, assuming that Mike is accurate, you have all that cap space next year. You can use that to sign guys this year. Yes, Kyle Duggar, and, Michael Owenu, yeah. And move Josh those Uche. contracts and, and use up some of that cap space now by, 
you know, structuring the contract to hit next year. Yes. You know? I think that's important. Yeah. You have to, this is why and I say the importance of identifying the correct guys to spend money on and locking them up. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but, I mean, but here's the reality. I mean, you named off those three guys. They're all good players. Are any of them pound the table? We can't go forward as a, an organization without these guys on the team right now? Okay. Like, eh, More or really. less surprised. They re-sign them or they, they walk? That they re-sign them. You'd be more surprised if they resign them. If they resign, I mean, on one use a I right guard. I confused myself like, with my own question, <laughs> but I agree with Mike. But I mean, you know, like realistically, on one use a right guard, and I think we're all like, all right, let's 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 maybe pump the brakes on over investing in the guard position I think a little bit. We just did that. <laughs> so you know, and then you're left with Duggar, who apparently they they got strong safeties lining up for days, and I think he's a great player, and I think he could still be kind of special. But at the end of the day, how much of a drop-off is the defense if we're going to just turn that over to Jabril Peppers or we're going to turn it over to Josh Bledsoe? You know, Uche. I think in today's NFL, though, that Duggar role, the guy that can come up to the close to the line, that's becoming an increasingly important role in the NFL. There's an argument to be made about Duggar, and I don't want to dismiss him and make it sound like, eh, whatever. Like, I would love to keep him, and I'd even like to keep Uche, even though he is, you know, a little bit limited just to passing downs now, but I think it's a passing league, and if you have a guy that's a problem on third down and can get after the quarterback consistently, hopefully he shows that again this year and builds off of what he did last year, then, you know, I, I just think as a fan, as much as I, as a football analyst, you're like, I don't think they, they any of these guys are vital, but as a fan, I think it, it, it allays some of the problems that we've heard from callers of that, you know, who, who is this team? Now you're saying, all right, Kyle Duggar's a guy we're going to invest in. He's going to be here for another five years. You know, you start to see some kind of structure going forward. And it's some, I mean, Alex talked about last week is like, who is this team? What's their identity? What, you know, we're all kind of waiting to see on Mac. We're waiting to see on how these new free agents work out. We're waiting to see if the defense can, you know, right. turn the page against teams like Buffalo. So it's just, it's about the draft. They've got to nail a few draft picks. I Ryan, think that's the only way out. Yep, Ryan in Salt Lake City. Everybody is so high on D-Hop, but how will he move the needle? He's older, born in Aguilar, just as fast as D-Hop. Therefore, he doesn't present a much better downfield option. He may draw more coverage. Born in Aguilar are both faster than Hopkins. He may draw more coverage, which may open other receivers, but I just don't see how D-Hop is worth a big contract and potentially future draft picks. Uh, the answer is a better quarterback, Lamar. <laughs> spend the money now for a player who can make a difference now, or just wait until next year to spend forty to fifty million on another middling quarterback. Pay now and be relevant for the next three to four years. I mean, is it just money for Baltimore? Is that is that the problem? Like they just don't want to pay in that much money, or do they like you know? Because I don't know what's going on. I like, I, I wish just, I could give you something like some. It seems like a slam dunk. Everybody's just like he's amazing. I always have we a slant him. on things like, like yeah. uh, you know this reeks of that. I have no idea Why? what's going on there. I get it? Yeah. I thought when they made the decision to move on from Greg Roman that that was sort of you know an admission on the organization's part that we haven't given you the best support that we could have. We're going to do that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what's going on. there. All right. We're going to wrap up early today because Devin McCourty's retirement ceremony is going to happen at the hall at two o'clock. We're going to have that live for you on Patriots.com live streaming uh, on Patriots.com. So uh, thanks for listening today. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.